the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Russia bombs a maternity hospital. They started firing on the civilians. Congress works to pass another spending bill. They're trying to spend another one and a half trillion dollars. Biden hopes to forgive student loan debt before May 1st. The question whether or not there's some executive action student debt forgiveness. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Thursday, March 10th. I'm Mike Scott. A Russian airstrike devastated a maternity hospital Wednesday in the besieged port city of Maripol. Amid growing warnings from the West that Moscow's invasion is about to take a more brutal and indiscriminate turn. Ukrainian officials say at least 17 were wounded in the attack. Maripol Mayor Sergei Orlov spoke in a video call about the devastation he saw. I cannot realize why it's necessary for Russian troops to, dis- to, to destroy hospital. There are also reports that Chernobyl has cut off the electric grid by Russians, sparking fears of a radioactive contamination from cooling nuclear fuel. ABC's foreign correspondent Maggie Rooley says the situation is tense. Chernobyl is a closed power plant, but it still has nuclear fuel there that, that needs to be constantly cooled. Electricity is needed for that cooling and ventilation. Now, with electricity cut off, the plant's relying entirely on generator power. But ABC News spoke to the head of nuclear power here in the country, and he said generator power is only going to last for about three to seven days. If that runs out and electricity isn't yet restored, there's a real possibility we could face radiation leaks. The ongoing bombardment has some scrambling for ways to protect Ukraine. At a joint news conference with Secretary of State Antony Blinken, British Foreign Secretary Liz Truss says a no-fly zone is not a good way to protect Ukraine's airspace. The best way to help protect the skies is through anti-air weaponry, which the UK is now going to be supplying to Ukraine. Blinken says Poland's proposal to deliver fighter jets to the U.S., for eventual transfer to Ukraine was unworkable. What we're doing right now is continuing to consult very closely with, uh, with Poland, with other NATO allies on this, uh, and the logistical challenges that it presents. British Foreign Secretary Liz Truss condemned Russia's attack on that maternity hospital. The attack on the hospital is absolutely abhorrent, uh, reckless and appalling. Meanwhile, on the home front... The Biden administration publicly warned that Russia might seek to use chemical or biological weapons. Retired Army Ranger and Newsmax foreign correspondent Chuck Holton joined the morning answer with Jen and Grant, discussing what he is seeing on the ground as he reports from Ukraine. Holton describes a horrific attack on civilians that he witnessed. They were lining buses up, taking buses into uh, the, the Irpin area, where, right up to where the Russians were, 
And uh, there was, the Russians had agreed to let them do that until 9 p.m. tonight. Well, about the time we left, about 1 p.m., they started firing on the civilians and killed uh, two people and wounded several more. And then they started a grad missile attack. Now, grad missiles, if you don't know, are, it's, it's a rocket launcher with 40 rockets. Each rocket has about 50 pounds of plastic explosive in, in the head of that thing, or high explosive, I mean. And it will absolutely devastate a whole, you know, neighborhood. Holton says that in spite of the suffering of the Ukrainian people, Russia hasn't made much progress. We were hearing from people that were without food, without water, without power, without heat for weeks now, uh, a couple of weeks, and are finally able to get out. The crazy thing is the Russians have not been able to advance much. They're just bombing those neighborhoods. But they, they really can't move up a whole lot. They, they really would like to encircle Kiev, but the Ukrainians are doing a great job at holding them off. Holton says there is a reason why we are seeing the Russians indiscriminately bomb civilians. The fact that they're being more aggressive means that they're more desperate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's, that is the, the honest truth here, because uh, according to plans that were captured in a command vehicle, uh, one of over 870 vehicles that have been captured from the Russians uh, they they show that the Russians intended for this thing to be over to, day after tomorrow. That that they would they thought they would be able to take the entire country wow. in 15 days. Well, here we are, almost 14 days into this, and they haven't even taken a single city over 300,000 people yet. The only city they've been able to take is Kherson, and that one is even still in play. Uh, there's a lot of fighting going on down there, but they have failed at every turn, and they're losing so much armor to the Ukrainians, that the Ukrainians are actually ahead over 115 tanks now. In spite of the devastation, Holton is hopeful about the progress in Ukraine. You know, the Ukrainians may actually pull this thing off. It's it's really fascinating. I thought at the beginning of this thing that they would have overrun Kiev within 24 hours. And they're, they're not even 25 kilometers from Kiev yet. And Holton says most of the problems that Russia is facing now is due to their own military. I spent my whole military career learning to fight the Russians in the Cold War, and uh, they, uh, they're surprisingly well-equipped, but terribly poorly led, poorly motivated, poorly trained, and uh, they, they just are not able to, to fight in the way that they need to. However, Holton does worry about one big thing, that Putin may use. Vladimir Putin cannot afford to lose this thing, and so he's getting more and more desperate, which means more and more aggressive, more and more brutal, and that bodes poorly for the civilians in this area. I really hope he doesn't resort to some sort of tactical move. Congress is considering a massive $1.5 trillion omnibus spending bill. The bill, which is over 2,700 pages long, provides tens of millions of dollars to programs that appear to benefit Venezuela and Russia, who are currently in the middle of a global oil crisis generated by Russia's unprovoked invasion of neighboring Ukraine. The bill also calls for $6 million in spending on an international leadership fund That includes money going to Russian participants, quote, engaging in free market development, humanitarian activities, and civic engagement, 
end quote. The bill also provides just under $10 million for improving television and radio broadcasting capabilities in countries across the globe, including in communist Cuba. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn joined the Salem Radio Network to discuss the bill, the problems she has with it, and the amount of debt America finds itself in. They're also going to put some much-needed money for Ukrainian uh, defense and relief into this bill. Now, there are some of us that think that should be voted separately. And they're kind of hijacking and taking hostage Ukrainian relief and putting it in this bill because we hear they're trying to spend another one and a half trillion dollars. But we haven't seen this bill yet. Blackburn says she's not happy with how the bill is being presented. I'm not inclined to vote for this bill. I support what we need to do for Ukraine. I support what we need to do for the U.S. military. But to take those components hostage and wrap another $1.5 trillion of spending for the Green New Deal, for expansion of social programs, for more money for the IRS to come audit you, those are not things that I support. Blackburn says she's hopeful that her colleagues in the Senate will reject the spending bill. My hope is that Republicans will say, look, we can't support this. You're wasting money. Every dime you're spending right now is going to put debt onto our children and grandchildren. And Blackburn says the real issue is that the amount of debt we have as a country is far too much. George Bush leaves the office. Our debt is at $10.6 trillion. That goes all the way from George Washington to George Bush. Every penny of debt we have accrued. Then Barack Obama, Obama and Joe Biden double that. They put us up about $22 trillion. President Trump added to that. You had COVID add to that. And so then Joe Biden comes in. His first year, he spends about $6 trillion dollars. And now where are we? We are at $30 trillion in debt. This is unsustainable. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has since announced that the $15.6 billion in coronavirus relief funding from the legislation has been removed. $13.6 billion in funding for Ukraine, humanitarian, economic, and military, uh, defense spending, a separate funding package to continue the battle about coronavirus that we are taking out of the omnibus. President Joe Biden announced Tuesday the U.S. will ban all Russian oil imports, toughening the toll on Russia's economy in retaliation, of course, for its invasion of Ukraine. But the president did acknowledge it will bring costs to Americans, particularly at the gas pump. Oil price information service analyst Tom Closes says gas is going to get much more expensive, in his opinion. Our database that Opus puts together for AAA has seen the average price move over 420 nationally. And I think, you know, we're certainly destined for a rendezvous with 450 to 475. Closes says crude oil prices have neared $130 a barrel. There are 
predictions of 150 to 180 dollar a barrel crude would look looked like they were coming from the lunatic fringe uh, a few weeks ago, but now look as though it's possible, and the market will overreact. Closa says many drivers are trying to get ahead of the gas price hikes by hoarding. I was uh, guilty of this myself this weekend. I said, let's fill up because the price may be 50 or 75 cents higher next week. And I think that uh, prediction is going to be true. House Minority Leader Representative Kevin McCarthy says the U.S. should not rely on Venezuela or Iran to replace Russian oil banned by the Biden administration. The California Republican tells reporters we should be relying on our own oil reserves. McCarthy says Americans are starting to feel the increased pinch at the pump. On Sunday, Americans found themselves paying on average $4 per gallon. Now, that was the highest since the Great Recession. Three days later, the sticker shock at the pump has only gotten worse. But the House Republican leader points out that gas prices have risen steadily since day one of the Biden presidency. This is exactly what has happened, and Americans are left paying the price. Not only did House Republicans warn them this would happen, but we repeatedly offered obvious solutions to the problem. Build the pipeline, increase production and distribution, and fast-track energy exports to our allies. Meantime at the White House, President Biden has signed an executive order that deals with cryptocurrency. White House correspondent Greg Clugston has that story. In response to the exploding popularity of cryptocurrency, the president is urging the Federal Reserve to explore whether the central bank should jump in and create its own digital currency. Under the executive order, he also directed the Treasury Department and other federal agencies to study the impact of cryptocurrency on financial stability and national security. There's also growing concern that Russia may be using cryptocurrency to avoid the impact of financial sanctions. Greg Clugston, Washington. Quietly forgiving student loans. The Biden administration has not given up on forgiving student loan debt. Ron Klain, President Biden's chief of staff, joined the Pod Save America podcast and says that President Biden is intent on doing something on student loan debt. Joe Biden right now is the only president in history where no one's paid on their student loans for the entirety of his presidency. And so the question of whether or not there's some executive action student debt forgiveness uh, when the payments res- resume uh, is a decision we're going to take before the payments resume. Under the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program, federal student loan borrowers who work full-time for a nonprofit, including a government, can have their entire student loan debt balance discharged after making 120 qualifying monthly payments. But not everyone is happy with student loan forgiveness, as critics stress that the payments will be passed on to taxpayers. Uh, Society should never be on the hook for your bad decisions. And it is not your right to have a debt-free experience steeping in the toxic tea of progressivism. I sure as hell am not obligated to indulge your academic whims in the form of high-tax theft. So if it's that important you matriculate, be a responsible bubble dweller and do a solid cost-benefit analysis before you sign on the dotted line and agree to that student loan. According to data from the U.S. Department of Education, more than 471,000 borrowers, most of whom are government workers, are benefiting from the policy. Hundreds of thousands more could also benefit if 
they file the proper paperwork. And finally, there is no end in sight. The 2022 Major League Baseball season continues to shrink. Daybreak Insider correspondent Dave Ferry has that story. Major League Baseball has chopped off another week of the upcoming season with the lockout in its 98th day. The decision means the season won't begin until April 14th at the earliest and comes after differences narrowed on the three most contentious economic items under discussion. Management Wednesday gave the union a new option that would allow an agreement to be cut short after the 2024 season. MLB continues to press for its long-held goal of an international amateur draft. Players have repeatedly rejected that proposal since it was made on July 28th. I'm Dave Ferry. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.